Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. This just in. It's news time. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay, as always, joined by Troy. How are you, Troy? Very well, sir. You? I'm all good. Should we, uh, should we talk about some news? Let's get in some news. That's Let's do it. The happenings and goings on in wrestling. Yes. Uh, so let's start with some WWE stuff. Um, as always, um, the New Day will be getting their own comic. It'll be produced by Boom Comics um, and called the the New Day Power of Positivity, and it's set to be like an an origin story of the New Day. Um, awesome. And it will be released in July. Um, yeah, they, they've been doing a, a couple of comics, haven't they? Boom uh, with WWE. Mm. Uh, mm. Boom. Uh, I know they they seem to be quite good at like getting like licenses. I don't know how they do it, but because they're tiny, but they do like they did the Sons of Anarchy one years ago. They did them. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, what was it? Power Rangers, I think. Oh, really? Well. Yeah, which is like reading into like the new canon for that. So, uh, yeah, they've, they've done they've done quite a bit, but it, this this should be very cool. Um, yeah, man. I'll probably be probably be buying this. Definitely, definitely. Be popping down to a local comic book emporium, the Forbidden Planet, or whatever else is open. But yeah, that sounds really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Mia Yim, uh, also known as Reckoning, um, formerly of Retribution, was set uh, for a SmackDown debut last week, but was pulled from the show, as reported by Ringside News. Fightful has confirmed uh, this report and learned how and why of what happened. Um, Mia Yim was originally set to start a feud with Carmella, but this was cut for time as WWE had to add in all of the throwback content to fit that theme of the show. Um, as noted, the throwback SmackDown uh, was Fox's idea, and they were running that through kind of all of their different programming throughout the week. I know they're doing a NASCAR thing on on the Sunday and various other bits and pieces. Um, WWE quickly accommodated that throwback idea, um, and it was also um, announced or released rather um, that uh, Roman Reigns program had time added to it although they are unsure if this added to the time cut directly affecting uh, Mia Yim's delay. Um, it's a shame. It'd be nice to see her. Cause Imagine she'll probably debut good. tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, like, I, I loved all the Roman stuff last week, but they could have quite easily cut one of the segments where Roman was just sat there brooding. Yeah, yeah. And if, it, if it meant we got a debut, like, I'm all right of seeing a little less Roman. Yeah. Because realistically, they could have had Mia attack Carmella after a match with Ruby Riot. Yeah. That only takes, what, like 30 seconds? Yeah, yeah. So, But yeah, it is what it is. Um, moving on, according to PW Insider, SummerSlam 2021 <clears throat> will take place on August the 22nd. Um, a location for the event has not been confirmed yet, but there are several options, including Phoenix, Arizona, somewhere in Texas, or somewhere in Texas. However, um, Dear old Davy Meltzer has said that he's heard it will be Madison Square Garden, 
and Fightfuls have added to this saying, while they haven't heard anything about Madison Square Garden, they have heard that Vegas is likely. So mm. it it seems like Boston's pretty much ruled out of hosting SummerSlam like it was meant to last year, which mm. is a bit of a shame, but oh well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I mean, I, I wonder where they're actually going to do it. I mean, I've been, well, it's here nor there to me where they do it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to it, but in terms of atmosphere. Do London, cowards. Do, do London. Do it. Give us what we want. Um, or it wouldn't be SummerSlam, would it? It'd be like. Do, do SummerSlam o- o- next overcast year. Overcast, grey, August slam. Do, do SummerSlam next year because it's the 30th anniversary of Bulldog vs. Breath. Oh, they've got to do it. Got to do it. Yeah. Um, obviously, this will be the next one. That, well, I say obviously. There's been a couple of things that have come out since, but um, with fans in attendance, um, for atmosphere, the garden's always fucking awesome. So They haven't run a pay-per-view in the garden for like over a decade as well. Really? Mm-hmm. I like, suppose they've had shows there, but not pay-per-views. They've yeah. done, yeah, they, they, they do like special roars and they do like special house shows where they do, they'll do yeah. cool shit. Like they had AJ beating Kevin Owens for the US title on one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember that a couple of years back, yeah. Yeah, but they, they don't they don't really do much else. Mm. Was it the rumble that they had there that year where they had the taxi above the entrance ramp? Yeah, on 2000. Yeah, that was quality. Yeah, yeah. I like the garden. It's good. Good arena. It, it, is, a, it is a good venue. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Next up, John Cena will be creating, narrating, and producing a new TV show for Peacock and WWE called WWE Evil. As per a press release sent to Wrestling Inc., the show is an entertaining psychological expose into the minds of the most diabolical antagonists in WWE history and their impact on mainstream culture. This sounds like it'd be sounds pretty fun. Great. Yeah. This sounds so really, good. really cool. And um, who, who better to like, like narrate it than WWE's own Superman himself, John Cena? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Now that sounds that sounds really cool. Um, there's no date on that or anything, but this will be no. Nope. I imagine part of their like original series that they seem to be just bolstering up all the time. Um, for a lot of the crap that they put out with kind of raw and whatnot, their original content is super. The documentaries are all excellent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this sounds like it will be no different. I'm very, very excited by this. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, I, I I just look forward to seeing what he, what he does, like how weird and wacky it's going to be. It's going to be <laughs> weird, isn't it? Um, <laughs> speak, sticking with John Cena, um, James Gunn has revealed that John Cena's Peacemaker HBO Max show will be debuting January 20, uh, 2022. Oh, this is the one that's off the back of his character <coughs> in the new Suicide, Suicide Squad, Suicide yeah. Squad movie, yeah. Which is yeah, which, mad. That movie's not even out yet, and he's been given a TV series they, off the back appar- of the film. Apparently, um, they, like, a rep or something was on was on set, like, and had seen, had seen him, like, just doing a scene and was like, yeah, we could do, we could do a spin-off of this guy. <laughs> um, he, he did a he did a um, an interview on ESPN as well, where he's dressed in like the full garb. Um, <laughs> I, he, based on the, of the scene, I don't know what. Obviously, I don't know what had happened, but he was covered in like blood as well. 
<laughs> like he had it all over his face and all that. I was like, what the hell? This sounds amazing. Um, yeah, ju- just off the trailer alone, I'm, I'm already really excited for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next up, Fightful Select have reported that Zelina Vega, also known as Thea Trinidad, was at the WWE Performance Center on Thursday. Uh, they were told it wasn't just a visit either, and she was being filmed for some reason uh, within the Performance Center. Uh, Zelina left WWE in November um, when she was fired for not following the third-party policies um, over stuff like Twitch. Um, her husband, Alistair Black, um, who hasn't wrestled since her being fired, uh, and we've only seen recently uh, in, van- uh, in vignettes um, that have aired, um, after Fight For had reports that he'd not been backstage at SmackDown for quite a while. Um, they're working to learn the context of Selena's appearance at the PC uh, and have been told the working plan is for her to return to the company. Mm. Very interesting. Me, with, it, with them saying she's filming, that sounds like one or two things. Either the Brit, they're doing like a, 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 what is it, Chronicle they do, where they follow mm. like a wrestle around like about her coming back. Yeah. Or they're doing a 24 on Alistair Black. Either way, it sounds good. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, it's not in this bit on here, but I read also, apparently she was seen walking in with uh, Simone Johnson, Dwayne Johnson's daughter. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, interesting. Also, I thought, and this was only because I was flicking through Instagram earlier, um, Alistair Black's got his clothing line, Black Mass Clothing, and yeah. a lot of WWE guys and gals are on there uh, modeling a lot of the clothes, one of which being Simone Johnson. I'm wondering mm. if maybe it's something to do with that, possibly. Yeah, maybe some possibly. sort of like promo vignette. Or, I don't know, but it's very interesting. Um, we spoke at length for many, many weeks over the treatment of a lot of the talent over the whole third-party policies and their involvement in yeah. stuff like Twitch, Cameo, <laughs> whatever else. Um, and yeah, uh, everyone, I think, was was pretty shook when she was fired over anything to do with that. So if she is coming back in some capacity, then that's only good news because not only is she very entertaining, um, but she's also a very good wrestler. Yeah, may- maybe they're um, maybe they're going to like try and cater to her, which was would be a good sign that they're willing to kind of do away with this nonsense from third party stuff. Yeah. Which should never have been known in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on, according to Ringside News, so take it with a fucking sack of salt. Um, <laughs> Becky Lynch signed a new contract with WWE a few weeks ago. Um, this was kept quite like hush hush, hmm. which is why it's only coming up now. Um, I mean, she's been she's been posting pictures like she's training for a comeback. Mm. Um, she, she was, was rumored to be coming back at. Was it the Rumble or was it Mania? Or was she backstage Mania. at the Rumble and she was rumoured to come back she at Mania? Was, she was rumoured to have... Um, it was meant to be... Wasn't it meant to be Becky doing something with Bailey, not the Bellas? Oh, okay. Um, which would have been better. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, she, she's... Um, Seth Rollins put a picture on his Instagram um, from his... Well, well, sorry, not from his Instagram, from Black and Braves and Instagram. Right. Of him like running a class and Becky Lynch was in the background uh, training. So <laughs> it, it, it it was kind of like, oh, well, Becky's getting ready to come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I think the... 
I think the women's division sorely, sorely misses uh, a character like Becky Lynch. It kind of um, feels like it's fell apart, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> and that's no kind of slight on anyone else that is in the women's division because you've got people like Bailey and Sasha, who, again, we've not seen for a while now, um, but Bianca Belair and, and Charlotte, um, people like Lacey Evans and, um, sorry, not Lacey Evans, uh, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, um, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, yeah, of course, Asuka. And th- there's so many. And it's weird to think that there's so much talent in that women's division, yet it just feels like it's all kind of come unstuck. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they pretty much built the division around Becky, hadn't they? Hmm, and then, felt like that. And then when, <clears throat> excuse me, then when she got pregnant, um, yeah, it, it kind of. It, it, it was almost as if they weren't anticipating she was going to get pregnant. Yeah. Which... But then what's mental is they, they build a division around her, essentially. She passes the title on to Asuka, who you can build a division round, and it seems to have done absolutely <coughs> the opposite since. Yeah. Like, they built the NXT women's division around Asuka when she was champion for the fucking decade. Mm-hmm. How does that not trans? Well, we know how that tra- doesn't translate over to to Raw and SmackDown, but yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. But yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later we get Becky Lynch back. Um, what wonder where she'll go? Uh, Possibly SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Seems, seems like there's less depth on SmackDown than there is on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't have Bianca fucking just wrestling Bailey and Sasha nonstop. <laughs> I mean, they could they could do this wild thing of pushing somebody else, but you know that's nah, nonsense. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Sticking with uh, women's wrestling within WWE, um, WWE has filed a trademark for the extremely exciting name Blair Davenport. You probably know more about this than I do, or not? <laughs> you don't? Okay, Luckily, right. Mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it could be a woman's name. It could be a man's name. It's a very kind of like, it's, it's a um, unisex name, isn't it? Mm. Um, I, I don't know what, what this is like, what brand this is for. No. For, it would indicate that somebody's debuting soon though. Like to, to go in, to go into like it, to, to go into how like, fast WWE move with stuff like this. They literally trademarked Hit Row Records the day before it debuted on NXT. Really? Yeah. And like all their names, like literally they, they did it on Monday. Wow. So it, it could indicate that someone's debuting tonight on SmackDown. It could indicate that someone's debuting on NXT UK, NXT next week. Um, Like they, they seem to move quite quickly with these things where they'll, they'll trademark it and then they'll be wrestling. Like they, they did the same with their Zayda Ramir at the start of the month as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Like they, they really move quickly with this. So mm. I am, I'm assuming it's an imminent debut. Um, something that someone who it could be is B Priestley. Possibly. Just talk, talk of that. And Alex, are you okay? She's left Japan. There's talk that she's going to be, yeah. Going to NXT UK. Hmm. We'll see. Watch I think, space. I think she's still got a US visa from her time in AEW, so there might actually be... It could be that she goes to NXT. Um, but yeah, 
watch the space indeed. We'll see. Um, and moving on, uh, writer and academic David Dennis has appeared in appeared in Sunday's A and E biography on Booker T. Obviously, this has been extremely controversial because of certain things that were left out. Um, he said that he he tweeted and deleted uh, quite quickly after the producers filmed, but didn't use a much longer segment where he went in about the tr- uh, Triple H going over Booker T in their feud, WrestleMania 19 feud. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it was a very, very poor-paced feud. Uh, there was a lot of racial undertones to it. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it's weird. They've kind of glossed over this. Booker T said yeah. it wasn't ever talked about, but then a lot of people have kind of contradicted that. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I mean... It's one of those things where, like, the victors rewrite history, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they did like a, they've done other ones as well. Um, that have, because WWE are kind of working in tandem with these and in unison. Yeah, they've, they basically like said, oh yeah, this is, this can't be like, this can't be in this, this can't be in this. Mm-hmm. That being said, apparently they danced around the, the Macho Man Stephanie McMahon thing and the Macho Man one. So, really, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw I saw Twitter melting down. Going, they didn't just <laughs> mention that. Fucking hell! Wow. So yeah, we will see. Indeed, um, Jeff Hardy's loss to Jinder Mahal on Monday wasn't a sign of his contract being up soon. PW Insider uh, reminds us that the deal he signed in 2020 was for two or three years. WrestlingNews.co says that Hardy's booking isn't a sign that he's getting buried, but the WWE is simply rotating talent so that some people will be moved to the back burner for now. Um, Yeah, I mean, he seems to be kind of in that position where he's just there to kind of put people over. He's not going to be winning another title anytime soon. They made a big deal about Jinder coming back. So, I mean, he can lose. He lost the other week on main event I'm, when, yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, Jeff Hardy's, like, ridiculously over. How do you, mm. you not have anything for Jeff Hardy? Yeah. Like, that. that's that's my way of looking at it. Like, how, Jeff Hardy's, like, one of, like, their, like, most, like, biggest merch sellers over guys. Yeah. Um, He's got, like, that's kind of, like, just intangible charisma that like mm. people are just drawn to him yeah yeah and like they, they haven't got anything for him like it's bizarre it's mm. same with Keith Lee though isn't it yeah yeah um but, I mean would it hurt him to go to NXT like it, I know that it, that's always said like oh what is it going to NXT but just they clearly don't have anything from on on Raw so, It'd certainly be cool, Mahadi. Like the the reason this kind of like drew up a bit of, um, a bit of attention is that Mahadi's been like tweeting pictures of him and Jeff, mm. um, and teasing that Jeff like might show up in AEW when his contract's up. Which I'd like that. I, I think <clears throat> with AEW's tag division, they they couldn't exactly go wrong by adding the Hardy Boys. So that could no, be no. Um, they're a good acquisition for any tag division, but yeah. in, a, in a division well, as like AEW's that's treated really, really well and there's a big spotlight on tag team wrestling, um, I yeah. think it'd be great should that happen in the future. 
yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't be against seeing another Hardy's version of Bucks Max, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They, they had a, they had a feud in their Ring of Honor. It's absolutely fucking banging. So yeah, I'd be definitely down for that. Nice. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. According to the Mat Men podcast, it looks like WWE has live events with fans planned for the main roster from July 16th through July 19th. There is a pay per view that's a mystery pay per view. It's probably going to be Extreme Rules, um, penciled in that weekend on the on the 18th, um, and apparently. A, it's that's like the plan that they're gonna they're gonna like trail having fans back for that. Mm. Um, oh, this comes as and we'll get onto it. I don't know if you've dropped it into. Um, uh, oh yeah, you have. Yeah, in AEW notes in regards to kind of touring again and fans and whatnot. But it's, it's not a surprise to see some of this coming out like within the same week of AEW saying, "Ah, oh, we're we're going to be opening up a bit more of a touring schedule." WWE like Adam and they want to be the first to do shit like that, aren't they? Even though, even though like they've been kind of pipped to the punch with like a lot of this. I think the thing we need to remember about this is safety first. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's great. It was great having fans back at WrestleMania. It's great to see fans at um Daily's place. Daily's place, but at the same time, like there's still a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and the. I'd rather, I'd rather people were like a bit more, like a little less blase about it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there was reports of people ke- uh, getting COVID from going to WrestleMania. There was reports of people getting it from going to all the GCW events over WrestleMania week. I imagine there'll probably be reports coming out about people getting it at double or nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just safety first. That's it. Always. But either way, it, it's still, it is still cool to see fans back. Yeah. Um and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be completely against WWE maybe having fans for the pay, just the pay per views. Yeah, that's not a bad show. Because the they could like it works with NXT, doesn't it, where they've got like they've got like a red hot crowd for takeovers. Yeah. Yeah. So it would make sense to do it for pay per views as well. Mm-hmm. I mean it it certainly showed WWE what people feel the fucking main roster. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. Speaking of fans in attendance, uh, we'll move on to NXT that does have some fans in attendance. That was a loose yes, segue. Boy. Um, <laughs> they, they are actually, they have been talking about um, adding more fans to the CWC. Well, they added that second tier, didn't they, for the last takeover for Stand and Deliver? Yeah. They just um, had the standing, the, the, the standing area. 
right behind the barricades, but they've added like an extra tier of seating just below the the screens. Yeah, they, they've also um, they put like a thing out for. I think I'm, I'm assuming it's next week's tapings to people who had previously attended, saying, "Oh, there's extra, there's extra, uh, extra seats available if you want to come." Uh, so yeah, possibility. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. So on to NXT news. Uh, Volta appeared on <coughs> Corey Graves' After the Bell podcast uh, this past week, uh, which I actually listened to the other day while I was in the gym. And if you haven't listened to it, it's very good. It's a very very good interview with Volta. Um, Have you had the one he did with Stone Cold? No. That's very good. Is it? It's really good. It's before he before he got signed by like WWE, he'd done a I think he'd done like a PWG show or something that right. weekend and then just met up with Austin and Oh no. Way. Very That's good. It's cool. very, very, very good. Awesome. Uh yeah, on, on this episode um of After the Bell, uh, Walter said the three people in WWE that he wants to wrestle are Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, and Finn Balor. Obviously, he was meant to wrestle Balor at the TakeOver event that was postponed and subsequently cancelled um, the TakeOver Dublin event over here in the UK. Um, but yeah, all three of those matches would be awesome. Um, as I say, that that interview is, is superb and he talks a lot about um, his influences getting into wrestling and um, him essentially kind of reviving the, the wrestling scene in, in Germany and, and being kind of one of the foundations of WXW and... Um, like the it's Vic Joseph is now on uh, after the bell as well, so it's him and Corey. Um, oh, cool. and it's yeah, it's really cool. Um, and they talk about like Vic Joseph says, like, you know, I've had the, the honor of calling uh, a lot of your matches, and I remember when you debuted and, and the atmosphere kind of thing in, in the room change. And they use that phrase a lot when they say, Oh, you know, that the atmosphere changes when this guy walks in, but he said, like, genuinely, there's very few people where that's. You know, it, it sounded like the roof was going to blow off the Empress Ballroom when he yeah. when he debuted in NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. Like when his music hit, everybody like lost yeah. their shit. Yeah, like, he's one of those people, isn't he? Like he, he he's he's just like an, a once in a lifetime talent. Like yeah, yeah. It's really good that they talked to him about like what his influences were, kind of um, as a wrestler and who he kind of models his style. And he was saying that like, obviously Stan Hansen, like you see a lot of that. And um, yeah. he said, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. I was never going to be a high flyer or, or a fast person. This, that, and the other. He said, but I, I want my wrestling to look like when I hit someone, I want people to kind of wince. I want them to think, Oh, that's real. And fucking hell he does. You only have to see his chops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really awesome interview. He talks about what he did even before wrestling and he was, he was a, uh, a goalkeeper. And so he said when he came to wrestling and his transition over, he said like taking bumps wasn't anything too new to me. Like I was throwing myself on the ground as a goalkeeper anyway. So yeah, if you get a chance, give it a listen. Um, but the three matches he mentions, as I say, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor, um, all three of those would be him, absolutely superb. Him and Cesaro would be, would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Really, really, really Book good. cowards. <laughs> he also said about Cesaro being one of the, um, like a German speaking kind of European superstar to be one of the first to go over to the States. And he said he offered out and reached out a lot of support to some of the guys that came over a bit later, like uh, Walter, um, Alexander Wolf, um, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel. And so that he was kind of there to not extend an olive branch, but yeah, to be that kind of that bridging gap between the European scene and, and, and the translator sort of thing. So yeah, good guy Cesaro. Please give us Cesaro yeah. versus Walter soon. Top guy Cesaro. 
He's a very, <laughs> lo- very lovely man. Yeah. Big fan of him. Um, moving on, Fightful has learned that as of now, and it's WWE have since announced this, um, that the next NXT TakeOver show will be Sunday the 13th of June, and it will be in your house. Um, Talon have been made aware of the date and were told um, in your house was the theme of the show. Uh, it returned after a more more than 20-year hiatus last June, uh, com- complete with the set and like old vignettes. It's just excellent. I'm really, really excited for it to come yeah. back. Um, this will be the first in your house that will take place in the CWC. Last year's was at, at full sale. Um, oh, yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah. And WWE have since announced that uh, Todd Pettengill will be hosting, which is just <laughs> great. Just, yeah. I, I want, all I want is that at some point, Todd Pettengill to be doing like the the old in your house thing where he's like at ringside just pulling t shirts out of a bag and like <laughs> t- saying what's on sale like like on offer this week. <laughs> like it used to be back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. The last in your house was really cool, and it's nice when they bring back these. Um, is it all like gimmick sort of pay per view events? Um, what else did they yeah. do last year? Did Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash. Uh, was there one more, or was it just those two in, in your house? Um, I feel like there might have been another one. Possibly not. There was know. New Year's Evil as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I think that was their own one. Like that wasn't one. They'd that wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Uh, but that was the other like special they did, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I like so that. that. It's cool. a, it's a, it's a cool thing they do because like the AW were doing it when they were. They did they bash at the beach, didn't they? They did bash at the beach. They did, which they since renamed Beach Breakers WWE on that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they've done um but they did like fighter fest and all the yeah. other stuff like and winter is coming where they'll do like a pay-per-view level show yeah on on like the weekly tv, TV show yeah yeah i'm glad that nxt saw that and went yeah we're gonna do that too that's a good idea mm-hmm. it the only like the only person who benefits really is the fans isn't it yeah it, it's, absolutely that's it. it it's it's good for us if they're putting on like a pay-per-view level show on free tv yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and some NXT UK news to round things off. Amir Jordan has revealed on his Twitter that he may need shoulder. Uh, <clears throat> easy for me to say. He may need shoulder surgery and is waiting on the doctors to let him know. Uh, we spoke about this um, when we were recording uh, NXT UK review earlier. Um, and if you saw his match last week, loser leaves NXT UK against um, Kenny Williams. His shoulder looked pretty banged up then. So, uh, yeah, yeah. that is the case. Speedy recovery to Amir Jordan, wherever they decide to put him now that he's not part of NXT UK. He's definitely coming back, isn't he? Yeah, if if anyone um, hasn't seen that thing, that promo he did on Twitter, go watch it. It's really good. It's like yeah. a really, really heartfelt promo. Um, and, yeah, he's just he's just a brilliant baby face, Amir. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to him coming back. Yeah. And yeah, speedy recovery for Amir Jordan, indeed. Indeed, um, Moving on uh, to some AEW news now. All Elite Wrestling have announced plans to re- resume a travelling schedule, beginning with three dates in July. The company will perform uh, July the 7th at the James L. Knight Centre in Miami before hosting Dynamite at the um, at the HEB Centre in Cedar Park, Texas, and on July the 14th, on July the 14th, sorry, and on the 21st in the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas, I believe. Um, AW will be the first um, major wrestling promotion to return to like a, a full touring schedule. Mm. Uh, 
And as I, as I said, just to kind of reiterate what I was saying about the WB safety first, just don't, yeah, don't be fucking stupid with it. Like Texas sounds like it's a fucking lawless hellscape when it, in regards to COVID some of the moments. So <laughs> just be careful, guys. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. As I say, it's good. It's good to see um, that AW back touring. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just so excited for uh, for double or nothing where we get everybody singing here. Uh, where is my mind, sir? Orange Cassidy coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, Fightful Selector reporting that Captain Sean Dean Captain. has been officially signed by All Elite Wrestling as they mentioned back in March, but we're told it's not just as a wrestler. He's also serving as AEW's extras coordinator, serving as a liaison between the company and extra talent. So would that be kind of the people that feature on Dark that aren't exclusively signed, but are kind of independent people? Or To a degree, yeah, but I think it's more the people who are like at ringside. Okay. So when, when they have, um, obviously they have like the talent who wrestle on Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah stay at ringside to give us like this sort of like fans at ringside feel yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's that it's more that okay. so like he he's a basically is the like a, a list of all the sort of like things that extras have required of them to do and things that are good with management and things that will make them stand out to management to possibly get like booked again right. um was really <clears throat> excuse me was released um and it was like oh yeah but make sure you're wearing like a t-shirt and jacket like over your gear sort of thing and right right um make it make it look like you're a fan but we still know you're a wrestler so to be yeah yeah um, and be coming out like, in your own merch <laughs> yeah and, and obviously like moving around um so you're not always still in the same place yeah so yeah. you're not, like drawing attention to yourself away from the match like okay, move, okay. swap places with everyone even yeah. though lever baits is always by the fucking timekeeper <laughs> um, but yeah it, it's it's good like Captain Sean Dean's really like really talented wrestler um, mm. I believe he was trained at the Nightmare Factory as well okay uh, and yeah some of the stuff he does on like being the elite he's just he's just ridiculously over like with shit like that awesome. um, does it does a few like little skits with the best friends every now and again he's just generally an entertaining fella that's cool um, speaking of the best friends uh, Fightful reported an update on Orange Cassidy who was um, knocked out in the finish of his match with Pac on Dynamite this week. Um, they were told that he was he was okay, but an audible was called on the fly to to adjust the finish of his match with Pac, where obviously uh, Kenny Omega attacked Pac behind the referee's back, and it ended in a, a draw that way because they both got counted out. Um, it was originally originally um, called to. Um, it was originally called that it was going to be a time limit draw and it was always going to be a triple threat title match um, at double or nothing between Kenny Orange and Pac. Right. Um, it looked like, I, I don't know when it was exactly, but it looked like there was two things that were going around. One was Pac like kicked Orange in the face like really fucking hard. Fucking and hell. Just crumpled to the mat. Ooh, and dear. then Pac being a bastard picked him up and then hit a lag bomb on him for good measure. For fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Thankfully, Orange is okay. Um, they were having a really fun match. It was a shame that it got cut short the way it did, but yeah, yeah. You could tell they were like kind of script, like scraping to get something. People were checking on Orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just glad he's okay. Yeah, man. Because he's one of my favourites. Indeed, poor chap. Yeah, speedy recovery. Uh, and 
speaking of injuries, or sticking with injuries rather, absolute Ricky Starks has suffered a fractured neck and is set to be out for several months. The injury occurred after Starks landed on his head after a released German suplex during a match with Hangman Page on the April the 21st episode of Dynamite. Brian Alvarez said on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Starks suffered a knee injury prior to his neck injury. Uh, he said that AEW medical staff were actually checking out his knee when he suffered the neck fracture. Um, Starks has since denied that claim and made it very clear in a recent tweet um, that his knees are fine, there's nothing wrong with them, and they're both working okay. It's unclear where Alvarez got his information, but Starks says that there's no issue with them at all. Yeah, um, speedy recovery for Ricky indeed. He was mm. really like getting on a hot streak that match with Hangman he had was awesome um, yeah. the the bump he took as well it was like it looked like it looked like a fuck up anyway um, because it looked like he was like they were doing like the German spot and he was meant to land on his feet like roll right. out and land on his feet sort of thing and he just landed on his neck um, and it looked it looked like it really hurt because like, he, he lands on his neck and then he just pops straight back up and then like Hits hits Hangman with like a clothesline or something, but yeah. he finished the match. He took a lot of other nasty bumps, and he mm. seemed to be okay. Um, just it's just like as I say, it's a it's a blessing that it's not like a more serious injury. Mm, definitely. Um, and Tony Tony Khan put like a really nice uh, tweet out about it, saying um, or like a statement about it rather, saying right. um, he, he compared it to like when Shawn Michaels got injured um, during the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. And when he when he came back, he was like a bigger deal. So it, that yeah, yeah. kind of indicates that Ricky's going to still got be some big plans for some, him when he comes back. Yeah. Oh, he's a future world champion. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. he's he's one of the best talkers they've got. He's one of the best workers they've got. He's just mm. brilliant. He's, he's one of my absolute favorites in AEW. Yeah. Yeah. So and all of wrestling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, hope hopefully he's back soon. Uh, I believe yeah. three months. He said he's going to okay. be out for. But yeah, I, I am as I say, I imagine they're probably gonna keep him on TV just cutting promos. And they did yeah. they did the similar thing with Britt Baker, and that was like the making of it, where she was just like mm. on crutches but cutting promos week in, week out. <laughs> Being an absolute shit. So hopefully it'll do the same with Ricky. That's the um, thing. If you can still use him for one of his many talents, that being a guy on the mic, then do so. Um yeah. They can do it, and like you say, a lot of the time it kind of gets people over it even more than they already are, or puts a spotlight on them even more. So he yeah. was doing um, commentary on Dark with Taz and Excalibur as well this week. So oh, okay. they might they might have him just like doing some commentary as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's one one thing AW's really seems quite good at as well as keeping people like on TV when they're injured, which yeah. is it's, it's nice. Like yeah. because. At the end of the day, his vocal cords aren't fucking hurting, are they? No, exactly. <laughs> so he can still talk. Um, he's not. He's not going to require surgery on it. So, mm. yeah. But as I say, speedy recovery, Ricky. Indeed. Um, and moving on, uh, Dave Meltzer has revealed that AEW are in talks with Andrade. Ooh. So many dream matches in AEW for him. <laughs> um, there, there was. He, he kind of like alluded to. The fact he wanted like a permanent exclusive deal in the US, in yeah, in the US, and then yeah. he wanted to like travel to uh, Mexico, Mexico and Japan, the UK. Um, I mean, there's no other promotion to go to. Like, oh, 
Which American promotion has really strong links with Mexico and Japan? Ring of Honor. Which American promotion? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, I, there was actually talks that he was going to end up in Ring of Honor because um, Roosh is there and a couple mm. of his other mates are working there. Um, obviously, Andrade quite famously told Roosh, do not sign for WWE, they'll ruin you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it'll it be interesting to see where he does end up. Yeah. I, I mean, if he ends up in AEW, there's so many, like, so many compelling matches you could have there. Um, like, him and Darby Allen do, do absolute magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about Ricky Starks, him and Andrade, and have a fucking awesome match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Cage is there, Hangman Page. List Ethan Page, endless. Page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a cage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a lot of a lot of very compelling matches there, and I think obviously with AEW kind of working relationships with companies in Mexico and um, and the other one, Japan. Uh, yeah, there'll definitely be some compelling matches there and work to be done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's only one more bit of news, one more bit of rest of the world news, but this is this is your forte. I'll let you take this. Okay. Um, so Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling Explosions inaugural show, aka FMW's, FMW's Revival, Independence Day will be main evented by a hell deathmatch. Japanese deathmatch wrestling legend Atsushi Anita announced today uh, that the main event will be similar to past exploding barbed wire deathmatches. Two sides of the ring will be laced with cut with current blasting barbed wire and mines will be placed outside the squared circle. Two barbed wire current blasting bats will also be available in the match for the participant. And for the first time, it will also feature exploding barbed wire tables. Jesus fucking Um, (laughs) wire. I'm just so like excited about this. Not, not for the brutality of it, just more the curiosity. Like, yeah, I'm curious. This isn't my sort of thing at all, but I'm curious. And I think well, the, that's what will draw a lot of people in. Yeah. The thing with FMW is, as I, as I said, like they, they're not just doing it like, and then moving on to the next spot. You build it and build it and build it up to like, when you finally get to the big finish, it's like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> like they, they, they did all kinds of fucking mental deathmatch stuff. Obviously Mick Foley and Teddy Funk did a lot of the, um, mm. They're like explode barbed wire matches in there. Um, and Nita had a few the Teddy Funk, Hayabusa, who's like a legend, um, was a huge star in, in FMW as well. Mm. Um, obviously, all those guys are either dead or retired now, so we'll have to see who they get. I mean, I imagine that Nita's probably going to wrestle um, in it. Well, <laughs> he, he, he said he deliberately didn't announce who was going to be in the match. He said anyone who's in like anyone who wants to like take part in this mm. here's your opportunity um, that Nick Gage guy is popular at the moment isn't he yeah but he's also um, not allowed to leave the US because he's a convict or he's oh. been convicted he's been to the old jail um, wow. oh shit yeah, Nick, right, Gage is, um, Nick Gage's dark side of the ring was on last night I need to watch that yes I hear it was good jo- uh, young young Joseph of the uh, the Damn It Vince podcast recommends watching it yeah um, interestingly as well while we're on the subject of Dark Side of the Ring um, the A&E 
documentaries of like kind of airing similar time, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, well, they're on the Sunday, Dark Side of Rings, like the following Thursday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is by design or if it's just a just a fluke, but um, A&E's Ultimate Warrior episode is the same week as Dark Side of the Rings Ultimate Warrior episode. Oh, yeah. So, they definitely phoned each other and went, what time, what date are you putting it on? Sweet. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll um, get that. We'll have that to look forward to WWE's revisionist history of Warrior and then Dark Side of the Rings showing how much of a piece of shit he was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be exciting. Um, yes, mate. On on the subject of Vice, I haven't got um I haven't got this written down, but MLW's um draft they're doing starts next week. Okay. So Sweet. that that'll be that'll be something we'll be covering a lot in the news. Indeed. Um, Indeed. And seeing who ends up where with that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that was that was the news. nice nice streamlined news there. Indeed. Not a lot. Not a lot really happened. Just a couple of big stories, so we got to talk a bit more about them as opposed to just rushing through like we did last week. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Sweet. Well, Boy. thanks for listening, as always, guys. Um, if you haven't already, check out uh, our other episodes that are up uh, across all of your usual podcast streaming services. Uh, and we'll be back at the same time next week with some more news. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.